Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Pod Swoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. Had, a, had our draft, had our pickums, had our fun. Let's settle down and talk news in the world of wrestling. There's plenty of it. Over Skype, believe it or not, the entire Swoggle Squad is back again for the third week in a row. We will start, where is he this week? Michael Whitten. Uh, I am up in the northeast in Pennsylvania. But just for just for one night, just a quick trip. Um, liked, lovely to be on here with all of you duck butts. <laughs> Gonna try to get that over, huh? Yeah. You have a better, you have a better chance of it than the inset, the ascension does. I'll tell you that much. That is true. Uh, in Chicago is Spencer. What am I missing on Raw? <laughs> We're going to get into the weirdest Monday Night Raw of all time okay. later, okay. much later. <laughs> yeah, I have, a th- I have a theory too. We all took LSD and we don't remember it. Yeah, uh, I'm back in uh, I'm back in school again, and so my dinner tonight was Diet Coke and Pop Tarts. Hell yeah, Rodney! Yeah. I, don't know that, I don't know what that means. Rodney Dangerfield is that a common back to school? Back to school. Ah, okay. I thought it was maybe he had like an endorsement deal with Pop-Tarts or something. <laughs> Pop-Tarts and Diet Coke. <laughs> well, I never get any respect. I put a Pop-Tart in the... Ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was the exact quote. I put a Pop-Tart in the... Oh, never mind. You gave up on that quicker than Rodney Dangerfield ever gave up on anything. Yep. I had it in my mind and I, my mouth was like, you're not going to say this right, so fuck it. Uh, also, Chicago is rich. I left my heart and my hygiene in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask about that. Uh, we'll get, we'll get there in just a minute. But on a on a scale of one to smell, it was stinky, man. My yeah. nose doesn't work very well, so I am never affected by that stuff. Yeah, there uh, there so- were there were some stinkers, but God bless whoever made the post on Reddit reminding people to shower. It's the world. It's the world we're surrounded in. Uh, in Miami is Augie. Uh, hey, Spencer, if it's any indication of what you're missing on Raw, uh, there's nobody in my entire life that I know that watches more TV than my dad, and he watches hours and hours and hours every single day. Uh, the other night he couldn't find anything, so he put Raw on, and he lasted about five minutes and got up and went to bed. <laughs> uh, where the where the fuck is Mil Mascaris, click? I would love that if he actually, yeah. Yeah, instead he saw Bobby Lashley and Jinder Mahal and somebody else sitting Indian style in a ring just... Meditating, my man. We're gonna get there, <laughs> my man. Uh, and speaking of my man, and also lasting five minutes in New York is tough. <laughs> Yo, baby, you know. No, I can't make a Broadway joke about that. You are completely right. <laughs> that, that's the absolute truth. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with the audience. Uh, while the interruption was going on, I had to grab my mic and my computer and go to the bathroom in case I was called on at any point. So, <laughs> and I don't think I muted myself too. So I feel really proud of that. Do you guys hear anything? Oh, damn! I'm very proud that I can pee somehow. And, no, we need to end this. We need to end all of this. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but hey, 
you called yourself out. We appreciate it. How many hands do you have? <laughs> How many hands do I need? Touche. <laughs> I thought you were just going to start a game of questions, and it was, I was very interested to see where the scene was going to go. Uh, all right, so like I said at the top, it's been a little while. Uh, we've been doing all of our normal late summer gimmick shows. Um, just time to pause and kind of recap everything we haven't had the chance to talk about. Normally around this uh, this point, we would immediately launch right into uh, you know what's going on with WWE. I say nay today, and for quite a while, because there was a pretty big event last week, uh, last Saturday to be specific, that uh, two of our compatriots were able to be live at, as Rich alluded to. Rich and Spencer, you motherfuckers, were all in. Talk to us. Oh, boy. First of all, whoever got the seats for us, good on them. They got us great you? seats. Oh, it was me. <laughs> it was him all along. Ah, <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. The seats were insane. Uh, they were like bottom level, like fifth row. Like just like, I mean. Yeah, eye level with the ring. Like 60 feet away from the ring. It was insane. Uh, I mean. It was it was it was a great uh, in arena experience. Uh, it really was the the biggest detractor was they only had two merchandise stands uh, on ten thousand people on either side of the arena for ten thousand people. And they still made half a mil. I haven't heard numbers, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's what, what it was. The number I heard was they made half a million in merchandise. How much of that was from candy? Because they sold out of candy in the first like half an hour, <laughs> and jumbo cookies. <laughs> Bullshit. Water cost six dollars. I hope they made a half a million fucking dollars. <laughs> you, guys to, you guys go to a fair or all in? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was certainly not fair. <laughs> Uh, the show was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was it, just as slick inside the arena as it looked on TV. It like, was insane. Like, I was just amazed at the production quality of, of everything. Like, mm-hmm. it was, it's the kind of thing where it's so good, you don't realize how good it is because you've gone to so many WWE shows and you just expect the thing to look a certain way. They had that. They had yeah. everything. Like, w- the one thing that uh, made me realize it was, I don't know what you would call it, but like the like LED, like... Around the perimeter of, of mm-hmm. like, the, the upper deck. Yeah. yeah. they might advertise for, like, nachos or something. They had, like, an all-in, like, LED thing. Like, yeah, the, that was the thing I wasn't... You didn't think to expect, but you saw it, and you're like, oh, they did. They did. They did the thing. They did the thing. Yeah. Here it is. And then, just, like, the little things you would notice throughout the broadcast, right. like, when you finally catch a glimpse of the TGI Fridays on the on the uh, ring apron or the Cracker Barrel on the, the other barrel. side. Yeah. Um, the all-in ring pads, or um, what do you call it? Turnbuckle pads. Turnbuckle, yeah. Uh, I mean, the stage itself was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lighting and... Uh, I mean, the pyrotechnics could be a little better, but like that's nitpicking. Yeah. Uh, like, when Hangman Page came out, I don't know if it really translated on screen. Hangman Page's entrance was insane with like the lighting and everything that, that he got. Just, yeah, so crazy. And that's not even the wrestling we're talking about yet. Like No, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the tag match on the fucking pre-show had like... Right. <laughs> A, a pro, you know, too many false finishes, probably, <laughs> uh, but it was still like crazy entertaining, and it really set the tone for the rest of the night. And uh, yeah. uh, man, the 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 battle royal was fucking gnarly. Uh, if you can't find it, like uh, AKA the Michael Witten battle royal, like every like every other dude <laughs> in the battle royal was some dude we had never heard of Wind. until he picked them for his fucking company. Yeah. 
I literally, uh, I, I've caught most of the show at this point. Um, there is uh, a YouTube stream of, uh, of Zero Hour oh, that I watched cool. when I was like doing the dishes and, and cooking earlier. So I watched the whole Battle Royal, and I did the same thing. I'm like, man, Marco Stunt's going to be really fucking goddamn it, Whitney, I hate you. Yeah. Well, look at Jordan Grace, motherfucker. Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> I kept like angrily washing the dishes. These dishes are fucking spotless because of you, Whitney. <laughs> They're either spotless or broken. <laughs> yeah, I the mean, battle, the battle royal was fucking dope as shit. Did Did anybody else watch it? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. Oh, it's all yeah, up on uh, New Japan it, yeah. now, uh, except for the battle royal and the uh, SCU tag match. But you can find those easy enough. So Whitney said no. Topa, you haven't watched anything yet. I haven't watched anything yet, except a few like finishes here and there. But I haven't watched the any of the mostly show yet. And Augie, what are we talking about? <laughs> Wrestling? Eh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. so there, there's one spot I Nailed do want to uh, highlight, and I guess spoil um, during the battle royal. Uh, so Marco Stunt, who we've talked about before, he's like four foot ten. Uh, like, no exaggeration. And for like a lot of the battle royal, he was just like, getting up in Boy Ray's face because Boy Ray's a piece of shit, uh, kayfabe, and. Marco Stunt had got thrown over the, the ropes, but managed to stay under the apron. And Bully Ray gave him, like, a savage chop. And Marco Stunt was, like, falling off the apron. And he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't supposed to be eliminated yet. And so Bully Ray did the only thing he could was just try to grab Marco before he could fall. But the only thing he could hold was Marco's hair. So he just grabbed a handful of Marco Stunt's hair and held him in the air by it uh, before he could put them back on the apron. Uh, so Marco Stunt uh, is a trooper. Another... Thing I love about All In is on Profite DB, it is the only entry for a show to which the promotion is listed as not applicable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just that match alone, you figure you had the current ROH TV champion, you had the the Impact X Division champion, you had like so much, cro- you had whatever the fuck Austin Gunn is. Um, That's Billy Gunn's kid, legit. I know. I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I know. Yeah, he looked all right. Um, he still has to rotate through so many of his father's previous gimmicks before he's allowed <laughs> to wear those lip tights. Uh, so something I can't encourage enough, if you two haven't gone back and rewatched most of the show, is the, the commentary is on fucking point because Excalibur is great. And Ian, I'm going to forever fuck up his last name. Uh, Rickabani, Rickabani, Bo- Rick um, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> Ian, Ricky Bobby, um, is, is hilarious. And they have a great line. They have lines throughout that whole battle Royal. Cause both guns just kept telling everybody to suck it throughout the entire match. Um, and they forgot they were on like WGN. <laughs> I guess, I guess we're working blue tonight. And then Jimmy Jacobs just flat out starts making out with Billy Gunn and yeah. touching his dick. And his helper's like, well, someone's working bluer. <laughs> uh, but my last commentary, uh, uh, promotion I want to do is Excalibur had the line the night to be in that battle Royal when he was talking about punishment Martinez, um, and his brother, who couldn't be here tonight because he was helping inner city kids encouragement Martinez, which I really <laughs> want there to be an encouragement Martinez. Now. <laughs> very, it's like make a funny. difference Fatu to make a difference Martinez. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, so before we get into like the main car, I just want to like, let it be like, not that it needs to be on the record, but like 
how fucking important this is <laughs> like mm-hmm. leading up to it like we we'd reference it a couple times on the show and like everyone online of course was super amped and it's, it's a milestone and then like as i got closer it kind of felt like oscar season almost where it's like yeah. everyone gets like super excited about something and then like the naysayers come out it's like the car doesn't look that good or like it's going to be full of these like technical difficulties and this that and the other thing like almost like preparing for the letdown or at least uh, like lowering expectations. Sure. Or or just being negative because we're yeah, it's really just sour grapes. Like yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just like knowing, like ha- being burned so many times in the past before, and then just like watching it and like everything about it, it just fucking hit and it felt, it felt legit. Like it felt. It felt real. Like, yeah. It felt it felt important and it felt different than any other like like thing like this before because it felt like in no way shape or form was it trying to like compete or model something or be anything but just fun and good i think rest and for who it was for and it's like this is exactly what this needs to be and what it needs to continue to be is the perfect outlet for people that don't want that that don't want the norm for i think the key word that you hit on in there was it didn't feel like they were trying like for years it 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 every other wannabe like true competitor or whatever like it always felt like they were trying to put on WWE style pay-per-views and trying to mm. present that kind of like product or whatever they just straight up fucking did it yeah and yeah. and and you could tell like every they knew what was on the line and and the microscope they were going to be under and so they didn't leave anything up to chance and and it was it was it it was everything it needed to be and more yeah uh i want to play a quick little game uh with augie because augie obviously has no idea for the most part what we're talking about um and i also don't know how much augie's been paying attention on discord uh augie i want to give you some facts about all in and i want you to point out the one that's fake (laughs) Oh shit! Okay. Um, I'll give you a, I'll give you like four. All right. All right. Um, John Mayer was in the front row. <laughs> Number one. Uh, there was a Undertaker esque entrance with large glowing penises. <laughs> I really hope that's the real one. And if that is, I'm gonna go Google that shit tonight. Go ahead, keep going. A dog, not Officer Magnum, got the biggest pop of the night. Chris Chris Jericho showed up. (laughs) Which one of those is fake? I I gotta go with the Undertaker penises? I tricked you. They're all real. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to split hairs, there were some bigger pops for other people that weren't the dog, but that dog got... Top five pops of the night. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said the top unexpected pop of the night because yeah. he wasn't supposed to be out there. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting Jericho more than Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> Does the dog have an Instagram? Probably, probably, honestly. Yeah, it's uh, should've what's his ma- name? Uh, Cody's dog. Got to make sure it's the real one, not the fake. <laughs> I'm not sure there's the fake Pharaoh. Pharaoh dog accounts. Um. I knew the Jericho one was real. That motherfucker shows up everywhere, including like he's gonna be in Fort Lauderdale. Like Fozzie's gonna be in Fort Lauderdale like in a few months, and I was thinking about going to see them, 
for no fucking reason other than just to be like, hey, that's, that's Jericho. Augie, I want you to get so fucking drunk and hang out with Chris Jericho. <laughs> dude, you guys probably dude, have about the same length hair, too, by now. Yeah. Dude was at All In and then took a private jet to where? Kansas? He yeah, did a rock show in Kansas, still in the makeup, still in, yeah. still in the Pentagon getup, which is just, God, to have his life. <laughs> And he's going to be on a boat next month. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the amazing thing is like his entire appearance at All In ended with a promo like, for his cruise. Yeah, like he was like one of the only guys who got a microphone after like he did his thing. Yeah, and yeah, he just goes, "I'll see you on the cruise." Like that was it. That's like yeah. all he said. <laughs> so he's good. the only person that could say that in a wrestling ring and not make everyone go, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is that? What cruise uh, is this? The Jericho so we've cruise. We've talked about this. There's Chris Jericho has like a rock and wrestling cruise in October through like Norwegian Cruise Line. Like they do like all those themed like impractical fucking jokesters or whatever the fuck shows they do. Like they have a bunch of like themed cruises and there's a wrestling one. And we joked like that we should really fucking go do it. Cruises are just very expensive. And also I think the realization hit us that we'd be on a boat with nothing but wrestling fans for like yeah. a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is how, how ironic. That. Water, water everywhere, but not a drop to bathe in. <laughs> that is that is gonna be fucking sausage city <laughs> on that fucking boat, and also a bunch of confused ass old people because it's a legitimate regular cruise somebody can book. Oh well, there's less than a hundred cabins left, so if we're gonna pull the trigger, we gotta do it now. I'd I'd love to, but I <laughs> fuck it's, it's the sad thing is there's gonna be a lot of really great matches on it. Yeah. If we have any amazing benefactors out there, <laughs> please uh, hit us up. Want to send us on assignment? Like, yeah, there you go. Imagine the content. <laughs> oh, I, I've been joking for years because I'm, I'm Sam and I go on cruises with a family all the time. Like, I've watched all of us go on a cruise and just like audio record the entire thing. <laughs> record yeah. like fucking what is that? Seven times twenty four? Like fucking like a hundred and fucking like seventy hours of shit. That can like, be very incriminating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. How do you think Toby are going to be? We're going to be at the fucking poker table for like six hours, like illegally recording it. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> okay. Per night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> out of time. Out of time. Um, so, uh, for you guys, what was the 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 there highlight? Were- well, there were a couple moments that I un- unexpectedly got sort of emotional at uh, mm-hmm. that I would never. First of all, I wouldn't have expected at all for the whole show. But these two moments in particular. Uh, so uh, it's it should go without saying these are going to be spoilers. So if, if you care about that, don't listen. Um, but the first one was when uh, Cody uh, won the NWA uh, heavyweight title. Sure. Like I didn't really super duper care, but like I could just like tell how. Uh, like how much all in meant to him. And then, and then we, it's connect, all of us, obviously. Yeah. And then we connect the dots of like him and dusty, his dad's lineage and history with that title and right. stuff like that, which oh, his match was early on in the card, maybe like fourth match, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And up to that point, like there had been these little like tidbits that were dropped that like sort of like made you like think about Dusty more. Like when Tommy Dreamer was in the um, the Battle Royal, he's wearing like Dusty's like uh, like dots. polka dots, dots yeah. and was doing some of Dusty's moves. Um, and then when Cody came to the ring, he was like accompanied by like you know these old timers who were friends with his dad and had watched Cody grow up. 
Uh, and I didn't think Cody was going to win. Uh, and you know, it's all the stuff like, like him blading and just, uh, Brandy's sacrifice. It all came together like really like the, way better. The, the blood in his hair. Yeah. Like, the blonde hair. I was it really was, surprised how yeah. well it came together. Um, and I didn't really get a sense of it at the time, but rewatching it, it s- felt so much more like an uphill battle for him the entire match. So like when he finally yeah. did get the pin, it was, it was such a crazy, like it was like, it was incredibly satisfying. It was super satisfying, which I never thought I'd say about a Cody, Cody match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was hearing uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's entrance theme and <laughs> uh, Jay Lethal like doing the whole bit. I don't know what it was, but it was like that thing where like, like seeing Undertaker retire. It was like, wow, I was here for this. Like, I got to see it. It's like, I'm never going to... I never got to see Randy Savage do anything, let alone yeah. fucking make a wrestling entrance. This was the closest you were ever, ever going to it, be to seeing And this. it felt like that. It was a weird, like, like I know it was just Jay Lethal, but, yeah. like, he really committed to it, and, like, there was no, like, winking or anything. It was like, I am Randy Savage. Like, so, I don't know. It was weird. Someone even pointed out, just as far as the accuracy and the attention to detail that he had during that, and this could just be complete coincidence. It's possible. <clears throat> but... Uh, someone on Reddit pointed out that uh, Jay Lethal was wearing the ROH uh, title belt uh, with the backstrap kind of like hanging off the same way that Savage did in 88 because <laughs> the title, like the belt itself was just too large because everyone was fucking large back then. And so it just was like dangling off the same exact way it did for Savage. That could be a complete coincidence, but also it's, it's like possible. Yeah, it's but... fun to think about. Uh, considering the Jay Lethal and Delirious at an ROH show one time did move for mood, move for move, Warrior Savage from WrestleMania Seven. I don't Jeez, think that's a coincidence. The fucking best. That's the best. <laughs> right that's down to was... the, the four elbow drops in a row. <laughs> so good. Like I, I was hoping that they would do that, uh, something like that for this match. They didn't, but the match was still insanely good. Yeah, for me. Uh, uh, I think my favorite match of the night was the Chicago street fight with Hangman Page versus Joey Janela. Uh, that match just had like it everything. Had everything. It had everything. It had from top to bottom was so good. It had brutality. It had comedy. It had dicks. It had a Donkey Kong spot. <laughs> it, it had a, it a had hot, Penelope Ford. It had a hot, a hot woman who can fucking wrestle, uh, out wrestle everybody. It turns out yeah. very good. Yeah, it was crazy. The Cracker Barrel Barrel. Yeah. So good. The Cracker Barrel Barrel was, uh, was a high point for me. Uh, Rich, you should start apologizing to Penelope before like, Tope apologizes to everybody. <laughs> I just have a gut feeling. Hey. Um, <laughs> I would also just like to take umbrage with people in the Discord uh, that were kind of poo-pooing MJF as uh, uh, MJF is to the Miz as the uh, Renegade was to the Ultimate Warrior. Mm. Uh, MJF is much more than the Renegade. Um, he's he's got the goods. He's a uh, real that, deal. That's coming from a big ass Renegade mark too. You are a, you are a Renegade fanatic. Look, you know it was fun to think about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also, he's only twenty two, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's super fucking young. Um, Just go look up. From the night before at AAW, the cats in the cradle spot that he did with Colt. Oh God! Oh gosh! Yeah, I saw that and I I couldn't stop laughing. It's great. Is there um anything anybody else? I know like no one's seen like the whole show, but any other like highlights that anybody else wanted to kind of pinpoint from what they've seen or what they followed? 
Um, are we still like are we moving on from the show or because I have other stuff no. about the show, but not necessarily about like the events that specifically oh, no. happened. Oh, no, not about Jerry talking. Lynn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. I uh, I immediately did the thing and I almost unplugged my headphones. That's what happens when Jerry Lynn gets nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh, fucking seeing Okada live it was is yeah. it's it was I wasn't expecting like. It to be that electric. Yeah. Also, also you got Rainmaker Okada. Straight up, we got happy, yeah. not happy Balloon yes. Man Okada. Yeah. So that was important. It was awesome. Uh, get get Stephen Amell be better than fifty percent of the WWE roster in his third professional match. It was surprisingly yeah. pretty good. Uh, real quick about <laughs> Okada, when he was uh, he held Marty in the Rainmaker pose and taunted him with two oh five. That shit was like pretty raw. I was and into was, that. And then it went right into the fingers, the finger spot. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh. So yeah, they can go as long as they want. <laughs> so he's good. the best wrestler in the world. He uh, can go as long as he wants. Real quick, from someone else who was also there. Uh, what did you think about Okada, Liz? He's so handsome. He's so <laughs> handsome. So much. He's like a Disney prince with his hair and his face. And he's so tall. I love him. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Uh, just add more people to the list who have seen better matches live than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You saw Bailey and Sasha Banks and CM Punk live. Wait, and you've seen all of them. That's one match. You guys have all seen better matches than I have, and that is a very great, good match. I'm every, just bitter at the RJ thing. I'm sorry. Every time I see wrestling in Chicago, it's it's better than any match you've ever seen. You need to move to Chicago. I might move to Chicago. <laughs> it's it's crazy. If everyone just if y'all just moved to Chicago, I've been trying to get Brittany to move to Chicago for the past six months. <laughs> it's not going to happen. If we get ten thousand dollars on Patreon dot com slash Arcade move to Chicago, and we will move in with either Rip Camelucci or Pasta Malone because that's that's twenty thousand dollars. Twenty. Hold on, hold on. That's what I said originally. No, I'm saying for ten thousand, we're not going to have six motherfuckers move to a city. If for twenty thousand dollars, you're just going to change your name. Yeah, I don't need the additional ten. I'm I'm willing to stick with the original ten of riches, so we can just do it for ten total. Man, I'll do for I'll do for fifty, man. Just give me some money, bro. Fifty bucks. <laughs> 50 bucks. Yeah, fuck it. Let me move. Let's go. <laughs> I got it right now, baby. Let's go. Let's fucking move your shit. Oh god. Let me see the money. Let me see the money. <laughs> so uh, I love it. Any at a, at a moment's notice, Augie is ready to move all of your shit. <laughs> like, this, like literally the first like experience I have with Augie was doing a sketch comedy show 12 years ago and when I fake quit that show because I didn't want to do it under the guise of my parents needed to move Augie's like come on man where, come on man I'm like where are your parents at I'll help I'll help him with the truck right now like what do they need and like I don't fucking know you <laughs> let, me, let me quit this show <laughs> that fucking ship was going down and I wanted you to go down with me god damn it I wasn't letting you jump ship Yep, well, I was smart enough and realized my parents were old and anal. So, there we go. Um, my two favorite Pornhub categories. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it's just on browsers and their new site. It's fantastic. Double A. Oh, Is this Arn Anderson porn? Oh, no, it's adult anal. Fuck. Oh, that, honestly, 
the, the fucking pod. No, he's in the pod drop. He does the uh, what, what's his big move? Spinebuster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did you say you were a horny? No, I said I was ornery. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was. When you now put it in my up. ass. <laughs> I'm gonna say when Arn Anderson holds up them four fingers, you're in trouble. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so what's next for uh, All In? What's after this? That's my big question, I guess, for you guys who are more plugged in than I am. What well, the fuck is I, next? I don't know. I I know that, at least for the Young Bucks and Cody, the next time their contracts come up for renewal, they're going to be making a billion fucking dollars. I, why do they only get signed like one year at a time or whatever? I don't have a good answer. That might just be how New Japan does it. Uh, just so both of them are not. Both of them are not New Japan contracts, so... Oh, yeah. Kenny is a Kenny is a New Japan yeah. contract. So, all right. So let me get into the business side of this here. So when AJ Nakamura and the club all left in one fell swoop, they were on one year contracts, and New Japan stopped doing that because of uh, what happened. Okay, okay. So they they immediately locked Okada up to like like a fucking two million dollar a year deal long term. And then they booked, they got Omega for two years instead of the one. So that's why his expires here. Mm. The Bucks and Cody like aren't like technically having a New Japan contract. Their contract is through Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's right. So, huh. so and Ring of Honor is obviously going to be less money than New Japan. But from what like hearsay and other things I've seen, the Bucks have like creative control and also a rumored like ownership stake in ring of honor from what i understood like they basically when they resigned like their big ass like deal making them like the top contracted uh, roh talent like two or three years ago like it was like a legit big contract for them in terms of like their status they should be getting a lot more than that now based on what they're worth yeah cody cody can just basically come up with these deals and freelance and also do his side promoter shtick like he's doing yeah. if he wanted to and be totally fine they've all pretty much said they're gonna stick together yeah i just know what they're gonna get offered like they will get offered stupid money to do very little yeah yep. and it depends on depends on what point they say it's it's the finn balor thing that somebody said in an interview it's like finn finn's got his is in his make money phase you know what i mean like you got to see what what point you're at i don't think any of them are in their make money phase so i think they are just going to try to keep changing the world yeah and they are not that everyone else isn't but they are like craftsmen you know they they mm-hmm. loved getting in there with their hands like you just look at any picture of cody backstage like any other wrestler taking a picture with cody he's got the largest smile I've seen in years on his face. And yeah, like also let's put it into perspective. They booked a pay-per-view that sold out in less than 30 minutes and was broadcast across at least 10 different avenues based off a YouTube show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and an it was the Twitter comment by Dave Meltzer. It was the being the elite pay-per-view yeah, storylines like culminated they, at all that yeah it was yep. all from that yeah that's that's in a vacuum in a bubble that's where any sort of story was living that is remarkable that they did it from a youtube channel 
like half the matches were just insane shit from the channel that they just want to do on a lark. Yeah. Like all the like the fact that SCU is over is because of being the elite. Yes. Uh, the fact that the, the Rocky montage that they were doing is because of the, being the elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire Joey Ryan like that's like a year build up that Joey Ryan <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking storyline. Uh, yeah. I don't even like there was there's one I just thought of but I, I lost it just now. But uh, just, I mean uh, every match they built up like. Uh, uh, Marty and Okada they built up yes. through being the elite. It's uh, a lot of shit. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. It, does anybody um? Did anybody? Oh, the Jay Lethal thing. Him being much oh, man. God, yeah, they were planting that for months. Yeah. Uh, as far as like him going in and out of it. Right, right. Uh, does anybody have a, a beat on like what the numbers were as far as like buy rate and or at least like total views or something like that? Buy rate won't be out probably until tomorrow or Friday when the Observer comes out. Because it's going to have w- to be like the aggregate. I saw the WGN, yeah. the, the WG, the, yeah, WGN number. Yeah, the WGN number, they did like a point two. You figure on a Saturday, yeah. on the day, opening college football weekend. Oh, God, yeah. At 7 o'clock on a Saturday, they did a point two. With no they, like advertising or anything. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Like impact on a weekly basis in their normal time slot, is pulling, like, 0.15s to 0.3s. So they did what Impact does on a weekly basis yeah. for, like, a one-off, jerk-off fucking <laughs> wrestling show. Right. So that's really good. And if... I don't know what other things do, but I would say if they cross 50,000 buys, that's great, because you figure that's what, like, WWE was making on pay-per-views during like the early days of the network, like the people that just like weren't like cued in to like how it works yet. They were still like getting that much money. And then they ostracized them. Be like, you dummies, why aren't you paying for the network? It's like, fucking it's free money. Idiots. (laughs) Like, like, let's let them keep buying it. If they can get like that core number of people that like are still buying whatever, like, I think they'll be, I think that's a fucking rousing success, but I would expect it might even be more. Yeah, I could see that. So that's, I mean, to answer your question, Tope, really anything they want. Like they just said in an interview, like no, like no wrestlers have had this leverage in a while. Like they'll take their WWE meetings. They'll probably go in and they'll get their offer and they'll turn around to the people that know they can't lose them and say, this is what the offer is. Don't even beat it. Like fucking what can you do? Like, what can you do instead of this? Yeah, old, at, at that uh, point, like, they, there's, like, a ceiling on the money they'll be able to get outside of WWE, but the other things that like, they can be offered, like, mm-hmm. creative control, like you were saying, can be yeah. way more valuable. I mean, like, the fact that they were able to have the control they had over All In is the reason that they're so, they're about to be so sought after. I, I never say never with anything, obviously, but uh, Cody's AMA before All In, he had a really interesting line about it that made me kind of think like, oh, well, he's definitely not going back anytime soon was like having the freedom he's had. He's like, I don't see how I could have anybody put words into my mouth anymore. He's like, mm-hmm. I couldn't be in that system and have that anymore. It's like, I just see how much better it is to be who I am now. So I don't have to worry about what the writer has for me or what I have to follow. <laughs> like it's a huge fucking point for him who's already been in the system for but for guys like the young bucks who are making probably over a million dollars a year just in merch and then kenny who's already been through that shit before like i i I would be hard pressed to see what they would do but they're gonna get a sweet ass deal whatever they do do and they should keep doing shows 
Also, like if they can, you know, wait it out until certain leadership changes, like we've seen Triple H has a propensity to kind of work with other brands and stuff like that as well. Uh, who knows? Like there were there were rumors that that Cody and the Young Bucks were going hard after uh, the revival to get them to do mm. an, a, a match, uh, and it just wasn't working out. But give it a few years, who knows what changes they might be able to like work together and stuff. Who knows? It, it's it's all it's all on the table. Uh, yeah, like, it's possible that everything just changed. Yeah, but we won't know for a little while. It definitely feels the most exciting and like actual, yeah, like ground ba- groundbreaking that we've had in a while. Like I said earlier, the key is just like treat it as business as usual. Don't mm. like I don't want to see you know. Oh, we're gonna go two hours live every week. No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like don't, you need to do everything that they don't do. Do everything the not the opposite, but do everything that just makes sense. Because God knows everything else doesn't make sense right now. Uh, another uh, fun way to frame it, I saw somebody uh, on Reddit as well, uh, referred to All In as Wrestling Woodstock. And I like that. With the amount of people that were just like, were coming in from all over the place, mm-hmm. which only ever really ever happens during WrestleMania weekend. Like, right. it, was, it, was, it was a pretty cool way to frame it. To answer your question, Tope, what do you think they should do, Tope, as an outsider? Well, I feel like at the end of the day, you still have on the table one of the, I mean, I think it was one of the Bucks who said it, like one of the last like big things in wrestling today to possibly come back in if he would want to in a CM Punk. And I, I feel like that's that's like another way to take it to the next level in excitement and to build around that. Not like they need someone that big, clearly, but I mean, I would love to see it. We're having fun. Why you oh, gonna... uh, oh. <laughs> well, that sucks because. The champ is here! The champ is here! The champ is here! The champ is here! As the champion, oh, I would like to bring up the fact that. Well, I was champion two years ago, uh, two Paw Slams ago, last time I've been champion. And in that time, a certain Chris Mullen made me read. Um, what did he make me read again? Uh, what didn't I make you read? Uh, I made you. I made you read uh, a really long and disgusting uh, fan fiction about. I think it was Seth Rollins and Sasha Banks. Sounds about right. So what I want you to do on one of the uh, next shows, give you time to rewrite it. I want you to take the CM Punk pipe bomb and turn that into erotic fiction. <laughs> and I want you to on this show read it as sexy as you can. You are a writer. <laughs> yeah, have fun with it, man. Like talk about Vince K. McMahon's uh, ass rings or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> you. Sexy. I'm just throwing you stuff, man. You got it. That in the business is called a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's, there's more. <clears throat> oh, great, good. Speaking uh, yeah, speaking on. of dicks, uh, <laughs> something that that reminded me of is like when you look at, up and down at who was booked for All In. Uh, there was nobody that, at least as as far as we know, 
has any sort of like reputation or is known as like problematic or anything like that. Like they didn't really sell themselves out to to like book certain names or anything. Right. Which kind of dovetails into what I was going to say after hearing what Tope just said. Um, like you have a good point, Tope, that like booking somebody like Punk is like a way of like stepping up from the last one. I don't know if they would book Punk um, because yeah, he's kind of like a problematic person. And I think that they could get someone, you know, not with necessarily the same recognition or anything, but someone just as good. To- yeah. And, and to my surprise, like a mile plus long line for Punk at Pro Wrestling Tees for his signing yeah. does still prove that he is popular and can draw. But right. the, the thing that I just loved about that was like the fact that like, your shittiness will not be not just rewarded but ignored or you, it will be ignored that, that's all that, i oh, want yeah. just ignore, ignore yeah. him I, yeah I, oh i want to point out that tope literally just brought that up because he knew it would incite me <laughs> to lose to use his power <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no i know, I know. Well, well like the, if, if, if i'm gonna be like 100 percent honest it's i think it's the fact that if cm punk went up to the bucks and cody was like i want to be on the next show i want to be on the next show they obviously wouldn't say yes i think they would bring it up to him uh, but they wouldn't push it. Yeah, I mean, they they'd be stupid not to at least consider it because it it could represent a ton of money. It's the same thing as like to a lesser extent Neville at this point. Like no, not like talking. Like there's <laughs> there's there's there is a seismic not seismic that's too big but like there is a definitive shift in terms of like power mm-hmm. in guys careers like mm-hmm. if you have conviction and you believe in like your craft and what you honestly want to do if you have the time and the patience that neville has for instance or anybody else for that matter or the gumption like you can control it and you can possibly get out of whatever you want and go do it so all these things bolster that and can lead to who knows what. I mean, so, Molly, you remember my reaction when uh, before that Oscar story was proven false. Yeah, really like, good. That she walked out. Yeah, good for her. I I would go pay to fucking see her wherever Straight in up. Chicago. Like, Straight up. AW would definitely bring her in if she fucking you know whatever left. But yeah, the left the um, the, the, the 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 balance is shifting. Yes. Uh, just to, to clear something up, uh, our last Twitch stream, Topia became champion. That's one of uh, five powers he can use. He has uh, three to use up until uh, after Pod Slam, and he got a special one because uh, the pod, whoever is the champion during Pod Slam, gets a special Pod Slam only power. So Topia have three powers to use uh, anytime you want, and then everyone Pod Slam one. You son of a bitch. Love you. Yeah, I love you too. Uh, what else on All In? I mean, I, I could do the whole fucking episode on All In, so I, I don't want to like keep monopolizing the time. Oh, I know. Well, well, I want. So what I want to do is we we we've gushed and talked about that. So I want to juxtapose <laughs> based yeah. on everything that's happened in the past, specifically forty eight hours. With uh, I mean, we're gonna go beyond that. Um, forty eight hours from when we're recording. When we're recording this, yeah, but but really the past like two weeks in 
just a uh, fucking crazy town that is WWE. Um, and again, I go to Augie. Augie, what do you and do not know? Oh, there's a lot. I don't know. Um, about I wrestling. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> Life too. Um, really? That was pretty much the only set. Well, no. I saw the segment that immediately preceded that Indian style uh, with Jinder Mahal. My man! With, uh, <laughs> with, um, with Taker and Shawn Michaels. So, WrestleMania? That's happening again? Yeah, so Matt White is fucking wrestling Nostradamus because the two <laughs> things he's ever predicted in his fucking life related to wrestling were Jinder Mahal becoming WWE champion before 2020 and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker wrestling one more time. And so far, he's like 1.5 out of 2. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. That's could be something. Man, Saudi Arabia has a lot of money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, if I think that's like, what's going to happen is Shawn Michaels and Undertaker are going to wrestle with Saudi Arabia. Like, like, look, we know the WWE is not about subtlety. <laughs> about, <laughs> like, like, like that was like that promo was basically not even to pitch or like promote the match that's already happening between Taker and Triple H. That was like, yeah, we should do this one more time. All right. <laughs> it was kind of like unspoken to where like I feel like I think it's obvious John's going to get added as the referee to that match in Australia, and whatever happens. They're going to Saudi Arabia the next month. Like, it's half a billion dollars, right? Is what they got? Something like that? Yeah, that sounds about right. Hey, can I go on record real quick and say, fuck Saudi Arabia? Ooh, yeah. ooh fuck Saudi Arabia. Ooh, ooh, ooh hot take. Hot take, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just feel like, and I, and I know I'm not like, the Saudi sands. Yeah, I know I'm not breaking any ground by, by saying that, but I just, like, I feel like it's so easy for people to forget, or, you know, like, with all the, like, the cool shit that, you know, like Saudi Arabia does to like make you think that they're all cool and, and awesome with like yeah. their cool sports cars and tall buildings and a wrestling events with crazy shit going on. But like that fucking country sucks. Yep. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you're slowly becoming Funk Buckner, by the way. That's fine. I accept <laughs> that. If, if Funk Buckner can be a, a fucking progressive, like pro feminist, you know, like. Can he? I don't know. Oh. You know what? We'll find out. <laughs> no, no. Uh, he cannot. <laughs> no way. I just don't like, like sand between my toes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Hey, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is still a Democrat, all right? So look, there's there's there weird lines everywhere. Okay. So uh, how many times a year now are we going to Saudi Arabia? Uh, like thirty. No. Um, <laughs> Didn't they, they pay for like four or something? I think they got paid for six shows God. in like two Shit. or three years. I think, I think is what it was. Um, I don't know if they're all going to be like big ass blowout network specials, like the last one was. But my thing is like not e- like well, of course, fuck Saudi Arabia, but also like I fucking like this new like WWE fucking like big show model is going to make me have a coronary because we have Helena Selleck in two weeks, and there's already more matches announced for the Australian Super Show that's, like, two weeks after it than before it for Hell in a Cell. And then, like, three weeks after that Super Showdown, there's another pay-per-view that's just women. And, like, half the women that already booked for that show are, like, all, like, 40-year-old moms. Yeah. (laughs) Evolution is the all-in of women's wrestling. They fucking wish. No, I'm just saying, as far as, like, the one-off aspect of it. Uh, Also... 
I didn't think of this until like halfway through the show. How did we not do Pickums for All In? Damn, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a bonus. I we it became is that a weird part of the year where we have our usual shit. I but guess, but we, oh, we the idea now. never even came up. Yeah, let's do them now. <clears throat> like the whole like. Yeah, yeah, we should have fucking yeah. My bad. Yeah, next year. Yeah. <sighs> or in in a, in a few months. Uh, Fall yeah, in. Everything is just weird. What were you gonna say, Wooden? It's. Where do you start? Like, <laughs> I don't like, even want like, to. Like honestly, the 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 one the one thing I will say is I don't like what are they, like I don't know what they're doing with the shield because you bring Ambrose back and now they're back and you have all this excitement going on and then you just beat the fuck out of them for two weeks straight. Not only that. I don't think Seth Rollins has a left arm now anymore. The Shield, well, there's been no news about that, which I would consider to be a good thing at this point. The, yeah. shield, the shield reunion is cursed. Uh, but this isn't a Shield <laughs> reunion. This isn't a Shield reunion. The Shield is back together for one sole purpose. The same reason that Braun Strowman is now a heel inexplicably for one sole purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, all to feed, it's all to feed into making one person... Even in a minor fashion, popular, and the guy, and it's insane. (laughs) Insane. I need to go back and watch 2006 or 2009 again just to remember what it was like when this was happening with Cena. To remind myself, this is somehow worse. This is so much worse. John Cena is the. Roman Reigns makes John Cena look more organic than a fucking fresh market. It is fucking it's, like it is bonkers. How drunk are you right now? That was I, a good have, I, have, I have I had meatloaf. <laughs> Somehow that still answers the question. Yeah. It is crazy, dude. Like this is like he is a fucking bus. Away from being the Lex Express, <laughs> and they gave up on that in eight months. This is going on three or four years. It's Brock Lesnar is truly the Yokozuna of our time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes uh, Paul Heyman Mr. Fuji, which is great. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's the thing though is is uh, that w- that would be uh, for Roman. It would be the Roman trains, uh, <laughs> and you would just be watching just to see how quick it goes off the rails. <laughs> Oh no! Shaky. I fit two in there, baby. Shaky off the beam, folks, but he nailed the dismount. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, is like that's the big thing is like so the shield should be like a really cool like organic thing that like comes up when it's needed and sure like helping Roman on a cash in is fine but like that's ultimately like a heel thing to do. Just there's just no rhyme or fucking reason to any of it. So that's that's my problem is when you have. Also, my problem is like if uh, watch the end of that Raw show. Look at the heel roster on Raw. Now it makes sense why they turned Braun minorly because they had to fucking have Mike Kanellis and Drew Gulak beat up the Shield. <laughs> I mean, good on them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's what are you gonna say, Topher? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was going to bring up what literally point you did. It's like, if there was any reason for them to turn someone, but it's like, 
because you've literally spent a year feeding everyone on the undercard to one person so mm-hmm. he could beat the one person who was going to go away. So it's like if you had a stable hill, maybe you could have no time to build someone up. But it's like it goes Braun and then like Ziggler. And that's a drop. <laughs> that's the worst drop in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Steve Austin's drop wasn't that bad. Um, sorry. sorry. Uh, think of that. Think of everything. So Braun turned babyface at TLC last year uh, when everyone in the roster got tuberculosis or whatever. Um, when the when when the first Shield reunion was ruined. When Kurt Angle came out like uh, uh, like Drake Maverick. Oh, um, took the words out of my mouth. God damn it. <laughs> we'll get to it in a second. Uh, so in that time, in the past year. He single-handedly, essentially, beat the entire SmackDown team at Survivor Series and then murdered Triple H, who's been murdering people for decades. He went uh, and took, like, a legitimate, like, punch to the head from Brock Lesnar Mm. and still stood after it. He flipped uh, lighting rigs and tables on top of Kane and Brock Lesnar. He He used a grappling hook. (laughs) He used a grappling hook. Yeah, he became fucking Batman. Used... Beat, eliminated everybody in the elimination chamber except for the winner. Didn't he flip uh, a semi truck over or something? Mm-hmm. Yes, he he crushed cards. He flipped trucks over. He won a tag team title. He came back from the goddamn dead. <laughs> he came back from the trash compactor. <laughs> he broke somebody's record in the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. And then won. Uh, he uh, tried to tongue punch Alexa Bliss's fart box. <laughs> he, <laughs> hey, hey, I would do the same. Yeah, so the, the point is he's, he's an unstoppable hero. Big baby baby. He's, he's done the point these, is he's a national treasure, okay? <laughs> he's done all these really huge baby face things and has been incredibly protected. And it's all for one reason. <laughs> it's to get squashed by Roman Reigns. Yes. So fucking stupid. Like, whatever. I mean, God, how many times am I going to say this? No, I know. It's like, it's like just it's like, like nature documentary uh, logic as far as just simplistic food chain. Mm. You know? It's like, well, if that's the biggest predator in the jungle, a bigger. Well, it's okay. It's the new predator a- movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's just like Roman hasn't been doing anything cool or interesting. Like I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or a bad wrestler or any of that. I'm just saying like, isn't anything cool? Right. And Braun's been doing cool shit every week for like a year, and and that was the key too. Like when the Shield was still together that first time around, and we were talking about like a post Shield world that we were living in. One, we got it all wrong because we thought Dean would be the the first heel and sure. Seth would be the unstoppable, just likable babyface, sure. which he eventually got to. And yeah. we said, like, yes, they're going to shove Reigns down our throat, but he's he's got the potential to be cool. He's got that kind of like b- big daddy cool diesel type of yeah, vibe sure. to him, like sure. especially when he was with his boys. And they missed the mark. Well, it's just weird that you would be so pot committed to the guy at this point. Like, like I'm, we're not saying like put him in the undercard. Like he can keep doing cool, like whatever the fuck he wants to do or whatever the fuck Vince wants him to do. But it's like Braun's doing cool shit. Put him on t-shirts. Kids want to fucking do the cool shit Braun's doing. So if find, it's just like a marketing thing, find a way to present everybody as realistically as possible based on what people are telling you to do with them, like. There's a market for Roman Reigns. Obviously, he's one of the top two merchandise sellers the same way Cena was. So there's a market for that. 
find the way to present it to those people in the appropriate way. The same way with like, there is a way. The fact that in the past two days, the two best things I've seen on WWE television is uh, Bobby Roode become Chad Gable's father and R-Truth in the main event of SmackDown. What? I mean, that that was fucking awesome. That was that really was, well done. If you, if you, if you t- take a look at one thing from WWE the past two days, it's the renaissance of R-Truth. Like, legitimately laugh out loud funny backstage segments with Carmella and Carmella. Um, and by, Car- you, yeah, and by the first Carmella, I say Maurice. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, he's the gift that keeps on giving. He's the most consistent writing WWE's had in a very long time. It's definitely the most uh, continuous for sure. Like his, like you don't even have to have headcanon to make our truth make sense. You just have to look at the product, and it is all like it's congruous. It's great. Uh, also, um, I'm pretty sure that Monday Night Raw this week was directed by David Lynch. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, possible also, explanation. I, I know he's selling a lot of merchandise, but uh, like even when Cena, when he was at his most hated, all the women and children still loved him. I don't get that vibe with Roman. I mean, maybe women do, you know, they like him, whatever, but he's not getting the same cheers that Cena would get, like where it'd be clearly a higher pitched you know, cheering with women and children than with the adults uh, or the men. The but I, I don't see that. I, don't, I just see it's like just mostly hate. It's there. I mean, it's just not as prevalent because you got to remember we're still in the embryonic. Like we had, we had like a decade of Cena. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah, still we still have what like... six more years of this. <laughs> that was going to be my question actually earlier was when the Cena went through all the hate. At what point? How many years did it take for everybody to go? Ah, fuck it. Yeah, sure, whatever. I like Cena. You know, like you can't just give in. It hasn't ended yet. <laughs> it still hasn't ended. <laughs> I mean, 2014, 2015, when he was doing Springboard Stunners is the closest thing. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. So, Augie, you probably don't know this. Uh, here's a one-question quiz for you, Augie. What is the rumored main event, besides Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, which I don't know if it's still on the table or not, which is a whole other bag we'll get, we can get mm-hmm. to in a second, because the similar thing is happening on SmackDown right now. Um, what is the rumored male main event for WrestleMania 35 at the moment, Augie? Uh, I mean, Roman Brock, no? That's my guess. No. Uh, no, Brock, Brock Lesnar <laughs> is not the answer. Uh, you're close, though. You just got to remove one letter, and Fuck you'll me. have your answer. Who's... No, no. T- who's... <laughs> I can't Let him figure it out. Let him figure it out. No, it's terrible, it's terrible. <laughs> nope. Nope, I want Augie to... Uh, please tell me who Nick Bockwinkle is, Augie. <laughs> no. Uh, Remove one letter from Brock. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Brock with a C. <laughs> How about this? Take the B off of Brock, and what do you got? Oh, what? Yeah. No, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? God, that was 15 minutes, right? That we just spent talking about. Yeah, we're on part two now. Yeah. What the fuck? So, like, I, look, why? I mean, you all know how I feel about him, but, like, because he no. Wants to, he wants to come back, man, and they want uh, Roman to get another main event win at WrestleMania. How many never before, never agains were we going to get? Too many. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Triple H versus uh, Tri- Triple H versus Undertaker is what, last in a lifetime. Well, the 
okay, that's <laughs> no, but that, okay. So out of all this shit, right? You got you got Triple H, you have Undertaker. Then you're gonna eventually have Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. You have all, like Goldberg came back. Brock Lesnar's still in the picture. Like put Rock against one of those guys. Why against Roman? Who gives a f- and if, and especially if he loses a fucking Roman? Like I, that. Come on. There's there's so many things wrong with that because uh, John Cena ate Roman Reigns alive on a microphone. Rock won't do that because he's fucking family. Uh, they're already planning on, like, because the Rumble was in another stadium. It's in a baseball stadium this year. It's in Phoenix, I think. So they're trying to make that, yeah. like, a big show. So the rumbers, rumblings are all already that Rock is going to win the Rumble as well as, like, a fucking moment. Have we and talked the- about, like, oh, the... Sorry, just the the similarity between WCW and uh, you know ni- between Nitro and and the way that WWE is booking things like bringing in all these old timers and making the product like so, like focus on the old timers as like the spectacle. Like the undercard uh, is like whatever all the good all the good actual wrestlers and then the fucking Rock is going to be main eventing. Been, they've been doing that for longer than WCW peaked. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's been going on since The Rock came back. What is right? that? Yeah, yeah a certain that's point, actually I think, a big proponent for that yeah. CM Punk pipe bomb, wasn't it? Well, at a certain yeah. point, though, like it can't be sustainable, right? Like, Let's say The Rock is the last... Or like, let's say John Cena is like, the last like dude that got over to the public. After Cena's done, like, do they have anybody they can keep bringing back? Okay. Well, don't you know worry, I mean? when Seth Rollins is 60 years old, he'll get his time. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, they I think that's also why they're so st- stubborn about Roman, because they need Roman to be that uh, constant. Sure. But, like, you're being so stubborn about it when, right. like, it could be. Right. Here's the thing. It's a mystery box, man. It could be any of these guys. Oh, totally. And you opened the box, there was a monster in it, and you fucking pissed on it yep. and moved on to ba- back to your Roman box. And th- at least with The Rock you know people will pay money to see The Rock mm-hmm. because people pay money to see The Rock. Oh, that, yeah, that's a yep. guess. $2 billion from Fox, half a billion mm-hmm. dollars from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. They don't need to care. They don't yeah. have to. That's, that's the main problem is it's just they're playing with fucking house money. Yeah. Is, is is what it is. So that's that's the that's the big thing of it. So that's why, like, even at its worst, like, like Topa, you would say like 2009, 2010, like, was like pretty bad, right? <laughs> like, yeah, 2006 as well. You know, like, like creatively speaking, I yeah. I mean, the worst when they were just like shilling was obviously the raw guest hosts when they just they couldn't give a shit at all. So. All of that, at the very least, had, like, continuity <laughs> and, like, a week-to-week, like, plan in place that wasn't bonkers. Raw just had, all right, we set up this really interesting Kevin Owens thing where he quit. He's back and he's kicking Bobby Lashley in the face. Raw had, we have this tag team we have no idea what to do with. And they had this really cool manager. Hey, you know that... Uh, that little person from 205 Live, yeah, the one with the cool suits, put him in their outfit, and he's their manager now. And it's not a joke. Raw had the Bella Twins, one of which is definitively on SmackDown, <laughs> because she's booked for, for a SmackDown match, in a tag match to open up the show and let the one that is the worst wrestler try to dive out of the ring twice. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> Emphasis on at a certain, at a certain point, they just they just don't give a shit anymore. They look, they survived the gobbledygook. They survived Mark Henry giving birth to a fucking hand. They survived Zack Ryder. They don't give a flying fuck. They do whatever the hell they want. Those are all the and same. And they're level. gonna shove it down your throat, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck you guys! You're gonna watch three hours of this shit." Oh yeah, they survived that shit too, raising fucking the the time of of watching a weekly TV show to another hour or so. But they survive all that shit, so they're just like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. Whatever gets us the most money, that's what we're gonna do." Well, and I've... and yeah, go ahead. Go go ahead, Rich. Well, and the only other time that they ever actually seemingly like got their shit together and was like, "Oh no, we need to make all of this at least." somewhat matter or something like that was when you know as we've said uh, time and time again when they had competition right um and you know to, to circle back to what we were talking about in the first half of this podcast like if they can take this momentum and parlay it into something else like you said independent wrestling and yeah and if this this movement can create enough of a groundswell to get their attention and make them feel threatened and they and and the movement has enough leverage to where they can't just buy guys out. Well, see, that's the thing, because right now, right. WWE, you were saying is playing with house money. They have the money to throw the problem. Right. But so it's a matter of having the like the independents have the leverage now. And if they can, well, they also have to more not success like this. They have to not blink. Like, and if they can create more success like this and show other guys on the independents that you can make comparable money. Right. If you, because if that's the reason you're going WWE, well, we got you there, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and if they could do it, and if they could do it without also having to pilfer old stars the way WCW did, right? There might be some legs here. All in was specifically. Uh, there was a few like uh, videos that Cody was putting out on his YouTube channel talking about like, yeah, we got like these dudes that you're you're like coming to see like Okada, Marty mm-hmm. Scroll, these guys, but we also got these up and coming guys that you haven't heard of, yeah. like these you know the Marco stunts of the world. Yeah. That's what um, Cody has behind him as well. He's like a historian of it, mm. and he's the t- he's uh, long view wise the same way like people refer to like LeBron James as kind of like this historian. He has like all this like knowledge of the league like stuck up in his head as far as like the history of it. Like that's that's Cody. He was raised in this shit and saw the things his dad did right and all the things his dad did incorrectly. Um, you know, like they. They have the playbook. Everyone has the playbook. Uh, WWE's just eating fucking spaghetti off of theirs. I, I, uh, before Wiggins, <laughs> before Wiggins' point, I do want to point out. I did like the comment that I saw online. That was like, man, it is a very, very Rhodes thing to book a big ass show for yourself to win the NWA title. So I thought that was <laughs> a really, a really funny, like tug in cheek. Like, yep, that's that's Dusty, all right. <laughs> I'm just shocked that he actually won it right then and there and didn't win it three shows too yeah, late because right. of a, a weird finish. Go ahead, Wood. I, I feel like it's kind of a sense of I was watching something on Netflix talking about CIA and stuff. Don't don't worry about it. Um, and it was the thing of which was being talked about as far as you're looking at something going on and you're trying to keep your eye on the main picture. But there's all these other things that are going on with all these weird things going on with bronze back down and everything else. It's kind of making you take your main sense kind of off of the fact that just things aren't good. In the, in the sense of like Roman being champion, this, that, and the other. 
because your mind is being pulled in 20 different directions about what the hell is going on, why the hell it's going on. I see. So you can't concentrate on the fact that the product is just not fun or good. Yes, or exactly. It's it's closer to like Russo crash TV in terms yeah. of just like things like being thrown against the wall to seeing what'll stick. Yeah. And being and just like confusing and being like, I, I don't know if that was good or not. And then you find out later, okay, it, it kind of wasn't. But it doesn't matter because we're on to the next thing, and the next thing is yeah. fucking uh, Drake Maverick in a yeah crazy well, get up. Very much how the end of SummerSlam was this year. SummerSlam was just like so much uh, yep. uh, distraction right. and subterfuge, and and hey, look over here! No, look over here! Oh no, we right. got this over just here! A magic act, and then oh, off yeah. the air. Yeah, you know right. what? Did they? Did they go ahead, Tope? Were you gonna say? No, I was in, I was in the room go with what you're saying just i think about that all the time just how beautiful that was that they somehow cleaned up their own shit and by the time you realize someone shit on your chest they were already gone it <laughs> yeah on to the next time i shit on somebody else's chest it's, yeah it's amazing that i just think about what they did to that match it's so fucking amazing they flat out houdini the crowd <laughs> both in the magic and it is and, and it is a sex sex act. Um, <laughs> and as a sex. Yeah, uh, I have to ask this question, and we may have to ask him himself: Is Vince Russo like back in WWE writing? No, a dartboard is <laughs> straight up. Has Vince Russo been a dartboard this whole time? <laughs> now that's some David Lynch shit right there. <laughs> The one thing I have to say also, I think WWE's mindset is, is look, all right, so this is our main product. And if you don't fucking like it, well, then it's not for you. We got this NXT thing y'all love. Go watch that. We have this cool Mae Young Classic stuff that's going to be starting. You're going to dig that. Like, they have things in place. NXT under their uh, Under their umbrella. Exactly. The, like, the, like, all the great original programming they put on the network. Like, they have all these things for you to enjoy even if you hate their main product so like even if you complain about it their arguments like okay fine that's not for you go watch this like that i feel like that's their mindset is they want to be uh what's the best like analogy i can come up with it they want to be fucking disney that's it's beyond the map thing you you don't like well don't worry we got we got disney world or whatever magic kingdom whatever the fuck Vince McMahon said it and beyond the map. They're not a wrestling company. We make movies. They want to they want to make all these different yeah. movies for all these different people. And whatever movie you want to go watch, they have an avenue for you. And it's taken them a very long time to do it. But the culture is they have the ability to do that. Now. Yeah. You want whatever Marvel? You... We got Marvel. You want Star Wars? We got Star Wars. Mm. Yep. We have everything under one roof for you. Enjoy. Give us your money. And and the thing that last thing I'll say with it is you mentioned Luger barely got a year. Well, they had numbers to back that up. It's like, ah, oh, pay-per-views aren't doing great. You're down as champion. Kevin Nash is down as champion. We're going to take the bet off of you. Fuck, I don't give a fuck. They got the money's already paid for. Roman, let's go another 25 years, baby! <laughs> yeah, uh, trust me. When he's done, he's going to be the part-timer that's going to take the main event spots. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the one thing. Like, I'm really appreciating John Cena because think of, like, like this has basically been John Cena's like first like calendar year because around this time last year was when he was doing the the stuff with Roman. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, this whole year he's been a part timer. Man, he's the worst part timer of all time. <laughs> he's a no timer. 
comes, he comes back. He, he loses the Roman, then he fucking leaves. Then he comes back as a Survivor Series surprise. Just gets beat by stiff neck Kurt Angle. Can't win the Rumble. Can't win anything. Gets beat by Undertaker in two minutes. And and now he has a dumbass back fist. And looks Everyone's, weird. He looks very weird. He looks... He looks... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Troubled? He looks, he, <laughs> <laughs> that's a word for it. It's a word for it. He um everyone saw his uh, his sixth move of doom. Yes. Yeah. Wait, was he on yeah. Raw or SmackDown or something? No, it was a it was no. a live event like okay. in Japan. Yeah, because they did like they did this crazy schedule where they went like from Raw to Canada to London to Japan and like maybe some other place it was, like in five days. What the fuck. Yeah, they want to kill their straight employees. Up. Also, remember, uh, don't forget they're working them on Christmas Eve this year. Cool. <laughs> they have to go to Saudi Arabia a second time, and they have to go to Australia. Money. Uh, real quick, our, our so just to we talked about pickums earlier. So obviously, we're going to do Hell in Cell pickums. We're not going to do Super Showdown pickums. Any of those like special event pay per views on the network, we're not going to do. But Evolution technically took the place of. The previous pay-per-view, so we will do Evolution pickups. So no Super Showdown pickups. We didn't do Greatest Royal Rumble officially, but we will do Evolution pickups. Just so cool. everyone. So, um, there's one. What else? Anything else news-wise that we want to touch on as of late? I want to point out uh, King of Trios was uh, was this past weekend for Shikara. Um, again, picked a really weird weekend to do it, but um, who wants- seems like the only high. Uh, the new colony, they're called the, hmm. man, get ready for this, the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still got uh, it. The only oh, highlight gosh. I saw, what did you say, Rich? No, go ahead. The only highlight or video I saw was, um, there was a pirate team that had, uh, famous luchador Ray Buccanero, uh, Katie Lee Burchill, who obviously was yep. Paul Burchill's, uh, you know, fake sister. And PCO was John Pierre Lafitte. Oh my god! Uh, Damn. Yeah, they brought him, and he even wore, he had like a cane getup, where like he had like the hair and like the eye patch set up that he could wear as like a mask. And he killed Cajun Crawdad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. He power bombed this man over the top rope onto his neck onto the floor. Oh this my god. what? Oh my god! You mean the Crawdad? Yeah, uh, and apparently like like. Because he, he only has one fucking eye, and he had the eye patch on, he did it on like the wrong side. So there was supposed to be like a group of guys there to catch oh, him. God, and it was just a power bomb to the cement floor. What the fuck? <gasps> so, uh, so yeah, so PCO is still fucking uh, crazy. So watch out, uh, Dave. If you're listening to this, you're going to be at PWG next weekend. Be careful. That's what I was just about to bring up. Isn't that uh, coming up? Bola. That's uh, this this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, or this weekend. It's and the weekend. hits keep fucking coming. This is their first bola in the new venue, ah, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and it's got that big weird ass roster of guys. Yeah, and thought you weren't supposed to uh, book shows in September. Oh. <laughs> I should have called Vince. He would have told him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Goodness. All right, well, if we're, uh, if we're pretty much good on news, we'll wrap this uh, puppy up, and then we are going to record a game podcast after this with some some more fun. So, um, yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Potswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. As always, check us out on arcadeaudio.net. 
for this show and all the other ones in our uh, family of podcasts. You can get those podcasts wherever you get uh, your podcasts on a weekly basis, on a daily basis for that matter. Um, rate, review us uh, wherever you get them. Please support the podcast also by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. Join our Discord, get bonus content, all kinds of great uh, bonuses there for just your support on a monthly basis. All social media, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Send us an email, podswoggle at gmail.com. Send us a mailbag question, arcadeaudio.net slash podswoggle mailbag. Do we have anything at the moment, Rich? I forgot to post about it today. That's okay. Um, But I know we have a game. Uh, If you send us a game, don't worry. We have it. Uh, We're going to be doing it very, very soon. Um, And finally, from when we're recording this, we are... uh, about two and a half weeks away from Pod Slam 2018, a podcast marathon benefiting Connor's Cure. September 22nd, starting at 12 Central, the IO Theater, Chicago, Illinois, streaming live on Arcade Audio and on Twitch. Rich, how are you feeling? Pod Slam is fine. <laughs> oh, he's very stressed, ladies and gentlemen. Internally, Pod Slam is fine. Externally, Pod Slam is fine. Fucking dope. I believe we've announced all the shows. Uh, am I correct, Tope? That is correct. Yeah. It's a fucking stable. God damn. We have yeah. our most eclectic uh, uh, roster of shows, as particularly in terms of geographically. We have New York, L.A., of course, Chicago. We have all of us from the Swaggle Squad. We have uh, just a couple other states. I'm, I'm just forgetting off the top of my head at the moment. Um from all reaches of the world and all different kinds of podcasts. You got politics, you got sci-fi, you got music, you got movies, you have, uh, what else? Improv. Quiz uh, shows. Quiz shows, art. Like, flat out, just art. You want to talk art? Podslam has your back. We got art. <laughs> Everyone Run knows the Swaggle Squad. Squad loves art. Swaggle Squad. <laughs> Squaggle Wad. <laughs> Augie, this is a normal. This is normally a different bit, but Augie, name me three random artists right now. Uh, Van Gogh, uh, <laughs> Picasso, yep. and Beethoven is a penis. So we'll do that. Good <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> name, the Ninja Turtles. Whatever art means to you. Ah, fuck Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, yeah. April O'Neil. Casey Jones. <laughs> Casey Jones. Quang. Shredder. Nail them all. Tickets are available Baxter right Stop. now. <laughs> yes, we know you know more than Ninja Turtles. Rich. Thank you. Uh, uh, tickets are available right now. It's $10 all day. You can come and go as you please for anything you want to see from Podslam. And of course, most importantly, donations are currently available arcadeaudio.net slash podslam. Help us crush our goal of $4,000. Get your donations in now. Tell your friends. Shout it from the rooftops. It's going to be an incredible show. Please um, feel free to start donating now. Every year I raise the, the, the number uh, for our goal. And every year I shit myself. <laughs> every year we get less and less before the show and still hit our goal. I specifically remember last year, uh, the day before, doing the tech run-through and like, the day before Pod Slam, I think we talked about this last year. Like, don't talk to Rich. Like, just he's not going to be talkable. I'll be fine. <laughs> not talkable. I'll be fine. You're, but like, it's asking you a question. You're like, I figure it out. You're like, okay, 
thank you very much. <laughs> like, so like we're at the soundboard and like I always like have my touch point. We were like, hey man, how you doing? You're like, I'm good, I'm fine, thanks man. And then like you just started like like mutter and rambling things like this is the lowest amount of money we've ever gone to a pot sign with. I'm like, we're fine, shut up. <laughs> and then we were rumbling the night, the night before, and he just came out of his room one time. It's just like go to goddamn sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> We were talking about doing a third rumble, and he goes, "No, <laughs> don't do a third rumble." So yeah, so uh, give let Rich have a better September twenty first than he currently is planning on having. Donate now as well as during the show. Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> that just somehow stressed him out more because <laughs> Mullet even made that announcement. We still don't have as much as we normally do. We really pushed. We really pushed. <laughs> We're good, baby. We're good. We always hit our goal. We're always going to get there. Final thoughts. We will start uh, with Whitten. Uh, no. Go, go donate. We've got plenty of great things lined up for this year. Um, yeah, I, I just can't wait to count the money and announce the total at the end. That's always my favorite part, and I can't wait to do it again this year. And let's have it be the biggest total ever. Yay. For this year, I'm not going to forget when we get up there that you have to pour mayonnaise on your face. Yeah, Rich, I know. Would you still have that mayonnaise in your fridge? Shit, I think I might. <laughs> oh, that or no, that I used it. It has to be bad. It used be bad. it? You don't use mayonnaise. You eat it. No, I use it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Another Facebook poll, Rich. What do you do? Do you eat mayonnaise or do you use mayonnaise? <laughs> I'm actually really interested in that, that those results. Well, those results are going to be inherently biased because they're Rich's friends. <laughs> uh, Augie, final thoughts. Yeah, Rich, not to add more to your plate or anything, but um, in case I can't find a flight home, do you have like an extra place I can like live? <laughs> a spare room, maybe. We got you, dude. Sweet. That's my, all. My closet's for real pretty big. You it can is. just live there. I have an Augie in my closet. It is the most horrifying <laughs> book of all time. Uh, Spencer, final thoughts? Uh, happy birthday to my brother. He is about to graduate underwater welding school. So he should be a, uh, a gimmick in Raw in 1993 any minute now. <laughs> that sounds, A, that sounds really awesome. B, I didn't know you had a brother. Cool. Yeah, I don't talk about him. <laughs> his, He's his an underwater be, welder. <laughs> his, name, his name would be Aqua Spark. Yep. Well, it'd be like it'd be something stupid, but that'd be his nickname. Would so be like Willie Aqua Spark uh, Willard, and then they would go, oh, "I just fucking Aqua Spark is fine." <laughs> I don't know. Aqua why. Sparky Plug. Yeah. Hey, yep. Aqua Spark. Uh, Rich, final thoughts. I I don't know. I was just raised. Knowing that if you don't use your mayonnaise, you lose your mayonnaise. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <gasps> well, you're a Miracle Whip guy, though, too, right? Uh, yes. But right, that so poll does so not I. need to go up. <laughs> now, that, that, I feel that one would get really personal. I don't know why. It, because yes. it's a yes. very personal question. <laughs> I mean, they are friends. We'll talk about this off air. <laughs> it says so much about you. Yeah. Um, Tope, final thoughts. Uh, apologies to Charlie Caruso, but first, Rich, I have a question for you. Oh, buddy. Um, I, I remember you're a karaoke guy. I remember you said <laughs> there is someone in this group who sings one karaoke song that gets one of the 
biggest and best pops every single time he sings this said song. Do you remember what that song is? Uh, that song is uh, off of the Aladdin original soundtrack. <laughs> uh, I believe it is titled A Whole New World. Um, so, uh, I was forced to release on Patreon myself singing. Um, so this is what we're, so we're going to do. Oh, you're not, you don't even know. Our good friend Spencer is going oh. to take charge of this. Uh, it's going to be a group, group thing. Um, Abby is going to sing my new favorite song written by Spencer and all of us called A Whole New Japan, which will be a parody <laughs> of A Whole New World. <laughs> And Augie has to perform it at karaoke when he's up here for Podslam? <laughs> of course he can. Maybe even add Podslam to enter our show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. So, oh. so we're going to sing a made-up song in front of... Damn. Okay. Well, it'll be like a Weird Al parody. Yeah. Yep. That exactly. you end up knowing better than the original. Oh, Jordan, God. Spencer, don't write any big words in here, please. I got there's you. Gonna be Jap- there's gonna be Japanese names in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, uh, when Mullet informed uh, me that I had <laughs> that I had uh, lost the Podswoggle Championship uh, this month, I was relieved it being Podslam month and everything. And when he told me that it was Tope that won the championship, I had that Ron Swanson gif of where he just like softly fist pumps himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tope, Tope immediately uh, messaged me that he's had something uh, on hold for over a year oh for God. this. <laughs> God. That's what it was. The patience. Oh, that's, what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, that's a relief. Okay, thank you. It, it, was, it, it, was between, it was between that and Augie singing a song called Flips Don't Lie by like PWG. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, no, I mean, all right, the Augie and Spencer collabo. All right. It's happening. Oh, and if anyone uh, has any bits and jokes, because I got some stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some lines out there, you know, once I I'll, take a I'll, look. and I'll work in some actual Japanese words for you, Age. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> hey, wait. This is going to backfire so epically when we watch Augie have sex with two different women at the same time. Asian women. <laughs> Whatever works, man. Whatever works. I'm literally going to end this with a whole new world for Tope, for Rich, for Spencer, for Augie, for Widden. <laughs> this is Mullet setting out for Podswall, the wrestling podcast for entertainment. We are swogging off. I'm just imagining, this is weird, Minoru Suzuki in a Jasmine outfit? <laughs> that is very weird. <laughs> Could just have Kenny, who's done it. He has done it, you're right. Less weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you Shining, shimmering, splendid Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes Take you wonder by wonder Over, sideways, and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new Fantastic point of view No one to tell us no Or where to go 
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.